gold, there were three little pigs, little handsome piggy wigs, for the big bad wolf, the very bad big bad wolf, they did not give three pigs, number one was very gay, and he built his house with hay, with a root to toot, he played on his flute, and he played around all day, and I say, I'm the big bad wolf. Dirty Hooers. Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who. From four grown adults who should probably know better. From four grown adults who should probably be working. We're not afraid to say it like it is. All the word bollocks. www.dirtywhoers.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. If you like that kind of thing. Also on Facebook. Deal with it. Geronimo! Fantastic. LNC. Cock. With your hosts. Number one assistant. Terry Lightfoot. Oolong Sputters Sputnik. Resident Pixie. Fuchsia Begonia. Lord President Sen. Did anyone catch the opening ceremony of the Olympics? There was no Doctor yeah. Who in it, but there were definitely TARDIS noises. It's kind of like cocktail party syndrome for the likes mm-hmm. of us. You hear a TARDIS noise, you goddamn well know a TARDIS noise, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The I opening ceremony was very, 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 very English. It probably meant fuck all to the rest of the world. <laughs> no, I, I get the feeling that there's some of that with Bad Wolf. Tonight, we're going to review Parting of the Ways and Bad Wolf. Both written by the, oh, splendid Russell T. Davies. Directed by Joe, I'm never sure how you say his second name, Ahern. Joe Ahern, what else has he done? He did Dalek, Father's Day, Bad Wolf, Parting of the Ways, and Boomtown. Oh dear. He's all over the map. Bless him. (laughs) Obviously starring the one and only Christopher Eccleston in the first series of Doctor Who that we'd had for a very, very long time. And these are the last two episodes. Obviously, in one of them, the Doctor regenerates. Eccleston finishes his tenure under unusual and strange circumstances, shall we say, that have never really been fully Mm. explained. You mean in real... Yeah, you know that thing that we occasionally... World or in the story? real life. Yeah, (laughs) okay. Also, I must apologise because I haven't done the homework. Bad, naughty Elon. I haven't watched either of them. So this could be... Typical. Not typical. Normally I'm very, very good, but I just couldn't be arsed. How are we going to do our rating? Are we going to rate them both individually or are we going to rate them both as one? Let's do it as one. Okay, Sen, would you like to go first? Okay. <laughs> well, if the consensus is we're doing them as one, then $5 and she might be getting on her knees. <sighs> okay. I'm going to go for $10. Flat $10. Nothing special. Just pay the minimum. Feel a little bit cheated as though she's gone, no, a different position is going to cost you more money. So she's, she's not getting a tip. I was going to go for flat 10 as well. Mm. Okay. Yeah, ditto. Oh, wow, really? Three tens and a five. Wow. It's just we love this one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you guys saying how spectacular this season is and how much you love Christopher Eccleston's season. I love Christopher Eccleston, but I'm not exactly crazy about his whole season. This this episode. 
Do you know, I think you've got a good point there. The, he was a great doctor and a big surprise for us, the whole U-boat captain thing and the whole... It was um, awesome. Yeah, brilliant. He was a tortured man. We saw things in Dalek we'd mm-hmm. never seen from the... Well, yeah. you know, a bit of McCoy in there maybe, but it was all good stuff. However, you take some of the individual episodes and more than 50% of them really, I don't want to watch them again. I'm not quite that bad with no, them. They're not no. high on there's, my list. Um, there's, there's not a lot of depth going on and there's... Just a lot of cheesy and unexplained plot stuff. If the prof doesn't put in a quote here about aliens farting, <laughs> I'll be very, very surprised just to highlight this point. It's a hoot, this job. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, there I go. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we also have the Dirty Hoers drinking game now available on DirtyHoers.com as well. So do drink along with the podcast. That reminds me, let me take a drink. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. It, <laughs> is it bad that I was deliberately trying not to do them when we attempted to record this last week? <laughs> I'm trying to save people's livers here, damn it. Oh, medically conscious you should be going here. <laughs> Lovely. To be honest, I mean, just listen to our tones of voice. We're not pepped up on this at all, are we? <laughs> no, we're no. not. We're quite hey, you know what? Let's just forget it. What, okay? Let's just do one podcast that's like five minutes long, shall we? And yes. Just, just fuck it, all right? Just, okay. Nice, easy idea for the prof. Let's all go home early. Let's fuck off to yeah. Second Life and do something. We've got some interviews we did last year that we never got around to using. We could just bung those in to pad it out. There you go. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right, yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was our review of Parting of the Ways and Bad Wolf. <laughs> Yeah. So don't forget we have Facebook and uh, don't forget there's Google Plus and we're also on Twitter. So any quotes? It's not exactly a quote, but it's the bit where the Dalek floats up outside the windows and you can lip read his little lights. Oh, even okay. technically they're not lips. Okay. All right. That's a highlight right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the few. Uh, I do like the bit where the female programmer is doing the I was just following orders bit, and mm-hmm. Eccleston goes, with that sentence, you've just lost the right to even talk to me. I think that kind of yeah. sums up Eccleston's character for the season. Yeah, and I did like the fact that he sent Rose away. We mm-hmm. often talk about how shitty he is to his assistants and how he doesn't care about the people around him, but basically he maroons himself and sends Rose away. That's been a recurring theme in the new Doctors. Every once in a while he just says, you know what, this is too dangerous. Well, at least from this Doctor in this scene when he does that and then I'm thinking Matt Smith when he just sends yeah. the pawns back home mm. says no it's just too dangerous and you guys are cool and this is the problem he keeps going back he's said, oh yes it's far too mm. dangerous oh hello I'm taking you off with me again even though it's far too dangerous no go back just stop it stop it stop it stop it stop yeah, but it. it's individual things that are far too dangerous not necessarily <laughs> the whole troubling in time and space in a rickety blue box I also did like when she's in that diner with her family with her ex-boyfriend and, and Jackie that was a really good scene she did well there billy piper rose before i go i just want to tell you you were fantastic absolutely fantastic and you know what so was i I. yeah Yeah, he was she wasn't she was an absolute bitch which this episode just really reinforces (laughs) she 
Oh, she was. She was an utter bitch. It's like, oh, there's nothing left for me here now. And like, oh, standing yeah. next oh, to her boyfriend. Sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just having to go to her mum. She's like, you cow. <laughs> oh, she's got a point, though. You, you do some travelling in time and space. You go back to Buck Rogers when you're a kid and you go, there's nothing here for me now. I'm going to go back to Dogville. I'll just wait. I get it. I get it. I'm sorry, Tweaky. You have diabetes. It's true. It's true. I mean, her world has expanded quantum levels, and then suddenly it's back down to nothing. And how do you live with that? It's boring as shit. But there was one more moment that I really, really liked. The hologram is giving her the message. Oh, yeah. Staring in one direction, and then somehow, strangely, he turns and looks at her directly. Gorgeous. Yeah, that was really nice. That was really nice. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so we have been the Dirty Hose. We'll pad this out with some random interviews and things. Uh, we'll throw some random crap in here. Pad it out to about 20 minutes. Consider yourselves lucky, really. <laughs> Seriously, we're not actually going to leave it like that, are we? Why not? Why? Absolutely not. Why not? Come on, why not? I mean, if you want, I could rant and bitch for 20 minutes by myself, but everyone knows how I feel about RTD, so... Oh, right, no, 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 that's a great idea, that's a great idea, wait for this. Okay, Terry Fushi, ready? I'd get yourselves a drink. Okay, here we go. Of course, one one thing you can say about the Eccleston area is how beautiful the console room was. Go, Sen. (laughs) Oh, fuck off. (laughs) That is all I'm going to say. You are a dickhead. (laughs) I'm going to reach through Skype and shit down on you. Oh, my God. People don't like the screensaver set to Coral. (laughs) Here at Hooverville with Mr. Maurice Reeves, star of Caves of Androzani. So, Mr. Reeves, what are you working on at the moment? Nothing. Nothing? Totally unemployed. Totally unemployed. Except for you. (laughs) Except for you. A writer called Stephen Lowe and myself have been working on a a one-man play, which is about... Hopefully, Angelino Rovelli, who would be better known as the lover in Lady Chatterley's Lover, because Frida and Lawrence uh, were married, and Angelino became her lover. And he's the guy that walked away with all the money, because when Lawrence died, Lady Chatterley's Lover then became quite famous and sold a lot. He married Frida, she died, and left him the rights to Lady Chatterley's Lover and the paintings, and he got all the money, went back to Italy and married his wife again. Just, so it could be an interesting one. Yeah. If you could be a cake or biscuit, what cake or biscuit would you be? I can't be both. You can. I'd be a carrot cake and a chocolate biscuit. Just an ordinary digestive McVitie's. Can you advertise it? Oh, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> We're not proud. <laughs> carrot cake, yep, definitely. Excellent. Favourite tipple? Well, what else? Malt whiskey. Lafroig. Oh, nice Lafroy choice. from Isle of Ireland. No ice, no water. Or maybe just a very small spot of water. And if you could meet anyone from history, who would it be and why? Oh, I'm reading about Thomas Cromwell at the moment, which is kind of interesting. That's an interesting book. It really is. Move follow, I think it's called. I don't really have any heroes. I'd quite like to have met Jesus Christ and ask him a few awkward questions. That would be quite interesting. That would be quite good. Or Hitler and give him a good kick in the ghoulies. Superb, thank you. I wouldn't touch I wouldn't touch JC. (laughs) He'd probably be smoked. I'm constantly looking looking for old pieces of furniture that's got the initials JC on it, hoping that he's the carpenter. (laughs) 
<laughs> sell it for a fortune. <laughs> Finding us here at Hooverville with Tristan Peakfield. Hi guys. Designer extraordinaire. Louis, are you going to say something for us? Are you going to say hello? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> right, can we borrow your dad for a second to ask him some questions? Which is your favourite Doctor Who episode that you've A, ever seen and B, worked on? I'm afraid being odd. I love the Vincent one and I was very lucky to work on it as well and it was my favourite episode. I love the story. Yeah, don't blame you at all. How does all crime? I know, at the end, I know. <laughs> when we're filming it, we'll go, oh, you're beautiful. <laughs> Lovely script. Richard Curtis, wasn't it? Yes. So what are you working on at the moment? I'm working on Merlin at the moment. I'm an art director on Merlin. Not much else, really, but I'm just going to France tomorrow to do all the French side. Is it, is it filmed in Wales and France then, or is it yeah. generally everywhere? It's actually just yeah. down the road from Doctor Who, from to Forest. So, uh, Doctor Who's an upper boat and Forest so we're about half a mile away. And we're opposite the G1 construction workshops of Doctor Who, so we'll be family. If you could be a cake or a biscuit, what cake or biscuit would you be? It's a very good question. I would probably be a very gooey Dundee cake. Oh. Uh-huh. Slightly complicated, a touch of alcohol, soaked, and <laughs> fruity. <laughs> I would be chocolate chip biscuit. Oh, nice choice. What's your favourite tipple? Doesn't ah. it have to be alcoholic? Well, it has to be. <laughs> Good um, man. Well, this is, there's this cocktail called a bugaloo. Ah, I've not heard of that one. Ah, oh, it's very it's good. Enlighten me. I should enlighten you. It's cocktail. two parts vodka, two parts Oli Pratt martini, mm-hmm. over ice with a shaker, with half a grated zest of a lime, juice of a lime, and when you shake it, you put half a lime in, and you pour it out with some zest in it. All it does, it slaps you hard first of all and then gives you a kiss <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it makes you want to go out after that it's a lovely joke yeah. it's we called a bugaloo you should try it definitely try that I think everyone should make their own cocktail in their lives that's my cocktail excellent you're definitely our kind of podcast guest if you could meet anybody in history at all fictional if you want who would it be and why yeah um, I, you know I often think of this when I'm sitting in the car type of day, and there's so many different people coming to my mind I'd love to meet Elvis and say don't eat that um, <laughs> I like to do you know, it's just so many people I want to see and meet and go hi to, and I would love to see Eleanor Aquitaine, because mm. she was really horny. Who else? Joan of Arc, I had some names. I've, been, I've listened to the names. Oh, indeed, this morning coming up here. I'd like to meet Joan of Arc and tell her not to play hot things and go out. <laughs> stay away from the English. So, yeah, stay away from the English. So many people, sweetheart. This is, this is just too many. Too many. That's, in a way, it's great if, if, you, if you had imagination and it's like you're mad, you believe, you believe that there's a time machine. I'll be up to and fro. <laughs> Is anyone you'd like to meet, Louis? Your father occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a great dirty laugh, you know that. You need to cultivate that laugh. <laughs> Thank you ever so much. My pleasure. My name's Tristan, and I'm a dirty hooer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, so we have been the Dirty Hose Doctor Who podcast. I'd just like to say really, 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 really sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, so what are we doing next time then? Oh, yeah, okay. Let's roll. Roulette. Of whoism. That's transdimensional engineering, a key time lord discovery. Robots of death. Ooh, David Collins, excellent. Woohoo! Robots of death. Yes. Tom, Leila, robots of death. Splendid. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been the Dirty Hers. Good night. Oh, there's something we haven't mentioned. Oh, for fuck's sake, what now? <laughs>
it's not been a good year so far for Doctor Who uh, companions, and no. we've lost another one. Oh. She might only have been there for one season, but Mary Tam is basically Romana as far as I'm concerned, uh, yeah. because she yeah. was superb. Well, she it's... stood up to the Doctor, she was bright, she was smarter than the Doctor, she knew how to drive the TARDIS for a start. And also, speaking as a kid back then, especially at a male one, she was really fucking hot. Yep, she was oh, incredible. Hell yeah. 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 Oh, and she I met was, her. She's the English a... equivalent of Erin Gray. You met her, son? <laughs> yeah, I met her as a pimply, hormone-crazed teenager, and oh, hot. Oh, just fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> she is pretty fine, and she's got great posture. <laughs> and the, the first time we ever had extended screen time with a Time Lord other than the Doctor who wasn't evil, she kind of gave you an idea of why the Time Lords are the Lords of Time. And she's badass. She's like a kid, and she's way smarter than the Doctor. Mm. <laughs> and I love the way that they played that as well, constantly. Mm. Yeah. The whole, you know, she got a better result than he did at the university. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she yeah. turned into a bit of a screamer at the end in the same way that they always seem to do with the companions. The fact the first people who set them up seem to really know how the character works and then by the end they've kind of just forgotten all of that and gone back into standard companion mode. But when she was being smart, intelligent Romana she was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And when yes. she wasn't, oh, yeah. she still looked amazing and was incredibly glamorous. Mm. Yeah, and I did like the fact that she had the book smarts versus the experience that he did. So she could outdo him on education. When it came to reality, she was totally you know, a newbie. That's kind of a fun dynamic. Mm. Okay, so uh, Mary Tam, raise a glass, ladies and gentlemen. Mary Tam, deeply missed. Cheers. To Mary Tam. Cheers. Mary Tam. Cheers. I'm so sorry, Ken. I'm the holiday's off. Doctor. That's the new assistant. My name is Ramona Varadna Lunda. I'm so sorry about that. Is there anything we can do? The president of the Supreme Council sent me. I was told to give you this. According to my instructions, it's the quarter the key of time. Ah. Very exciting, isn't it? Yes, I suppose it must be for someone as young and inexperienced as you are. I may be inexperienced, but I did graduate from the academy with a triple first. I suppose you think we should be impressed by that too. Well, it's better than scraping through with 51% at the second attempt. That information is confidential. That president... I should have thrown him with the Santanas when I had the chance. Okay, folks, one more time. We've been the great hoes. <laughs> Definitely going this time. Thank you and good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. You've been listening to... The Dirty Hoers Doctor Who Podcast. Follow us on iTunes or at DirtyHoers.com. Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hoers. Oh, yeah, we're also on Facebook. See you next time. Oh, fuck, that was just pathetic. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> there we go. Shit. But we, we just got it out. recorded a podcast and then decided that we weren't going to be asked recording the podcast because it was shit. The episodes were so shit. We were so apathetic about it. We couldn't record one. Oh, man. But what's the point? You know, we all come on and have a five and ten dollar opinion. I mean... Normally, at least if we have a five and ten dollar opinion, we'll just bitch about it. Yeah. <laughs> just couldn't care. Well, that was all right. Yeah. But that's the whole problem with those episodes, though, isn't it? It's the fact that yeah. that's all they are. They're all right. You can't exactly. really get overly excited about them. There's some <laughs> nice ideas, but they're squandered. They're mediocre with some, like, spectacular moments. And then just crud. I think we're trying to tap in to the English cultural zeitgeist. It's aged really badly and because of all references to the game shows. It's aged yeah. terrible. At least in the Baker era, if they had to use the same set again, they did it well. Mm-hmm. This was just... Oh, fuck.
<laughs> For me, what happened as an American, well, not even as an American, as someone who just never has watched a lot of reality TV, especially not yeah. Big Brother or anything like that. From the very beginning, when the, I first saw that episode, I was just like, whatever. I just mm-hmm. care less about this shit. And it just was cheesy. And because those reality shows are cheesy. So making a reference to it is just more of the same cheesy. <laughs> I didn't mind that stuff that much. I mean, there were moments of this that almost felt like a historical episode set in the future. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it sucked. Mm. It, it wasn't well done. I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. so do a game show, but... <laughs> if I can give a quick plug, coming up is Hooverville 4. We normally try and get our asses to Hooverville, which is in Derby, run by the Hoovers, my local Doctor Who group, who are all lovely folks, mad as cheese. This year, guests are going to include a couple who I will, uh, I can't wait to meet, Louise Jameson and Ooh. Peter Purvis. Oh, Peter Purvis is nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Also, there's uh, Terry Malloy, Richard Franklin, Will Barton, wow. Laurie Llewellyn. Terry Malloy is lovely as he well. Is, yeah. Q quote from Terry Malloy. <sighs> Do not make me get out of this chair. Thank you very yeah. much. And Donald G <laughs> as well, with other people to be announced. The usual run of cool bit part people who invariably have lots of cool things to say about the industry. My missus loves sitting and listening to them. Always a good one. Oh, so because mm. one of the guys, <sighs> Louise, the spiky-faced bloke from the god-awful bloody oh. Master Everywhere episode, he's one of the uh. guys from Horrible Histories, uh, uh. which is really cool. Tall tale, treacherous We gave you all the beers and facts. The ugly truth. No glad or glee. We shouted all the juicy bits. Glory, ghastly, mean and cruel. Stuff they don't teach you at school. The past is no longer a mystery. Hope you enjoyed. The Dirty Hoers Doctor Who podcast. Oh, my God. It's like someone took Thor and <laughs> shot testosterone injections directly into his nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got him to sing death metal. <laughs>